Welcome to my new show on a fistful of truth called You Heard It Here First. I am your host, Delara Essengill, and you can find this podcast on Anchor.fm and for now Spotify, as well as other platforms like Google Podcasts, uh, Radio Public, and more. You can also always find me on my blog at delaraessengill.blog.blog where you can research and look for a bunch of different topics. And please don't forget to enter your email address on the far right side because there is censorship. And censorship is all over my stuff. So if you want to keep in touch with me and make sure that you are receiving daily or however often updates will be necessary in the upcoming months, and years ahead of us, that's right, this is going to take some time, please make sure to enter your email address. There's no other way that I will be able to send you notifications unless you do. Also, please be aware that this podcast is 100% listener supported. Your support is what makes a fistful of truth possible. And I want to thank all of the supporters who are monthly members here. There is a membership link where you can become a monthly member for only uh, 99 cents, five bucks or 10 bucks a month. That link is located in the podcast description and people who wish to donate through PayPal. There is also a PayPal link, uh, which is a little easier because you don't have a uh, monthly recurring charge on your credit card where you can donate through the PayPal link, which is listed also here in the podcast description and on my blog. You can also find my uh, Venmo account here and on the blog too. And also thank you to all the people who are helping through PayPal. If it wasn't for your support, there's no way that this would be made possible. So my gratitude to all of you is infinite. And I am very grateful to keep going on this journey with you and walk with a fistful of truth. So tonight is the first episode of this uh, this show called You Heard It Here First. And the title was inspired by, well, truthfully, news that I'm putting out, information that I'm speaking in truth, in my truth, to you, which is being repackaged and regurgitated in many different ways. And I would like for you guys to use your discernment and pay attention to who is telling you what and what their credentials are. And uh, do your diligence. As Maria says, do your due diligence and and do your research, you know, and make sure that, you know, people are saying who they really are and and make sure that your sources are credible because in this time of uh, information, misinformation, and disinformation, it's very important to put the right material in your head and follow first and foremost, Almighty Father God and walk with Jesus Christ, our Lord, because it is only through him It is only through him that we will reach true freedom. So tonight's episode of You Heard It Here First is called Who Knows Where All the Bodies Are Buried? And we're not going to get into all of of this episode tonight, so I might break it up into two segments or carry on with it next week in a different episode, but it's too much to go over all of it in this episode tonight. And before I go into the actual discussion where you will hear some things you've heard first here on uh, A Fistful of Truth, I'd like to go over a little bit of my background 
For those that are just tuning in uh, recently, you can go back and listen to the first two, three, four episodes where I describe how it is that I got involved in this uh, information dissemination program to the public, meaning all of us who have some truth to share should be stepping up and sharing it with others because that is the only way we're going to set ourselves free because none of us are free until all of us are free. So I hope that my my uh, my truths, my speaking to you here on this podcast and my efforts on the blog, as well as in the Telegram group, you can come there and check that out, excuse me, in the channel as well, um, will inspire others um, in not just my industry of law and <laughs> law and crime and punishment, really. Um, But also in any field, you know, there's people in every field, doctors, uh, nurses, um, people working in factories, uh, people who are driving trucks, uh, people in logistics, uh, people in all sorts of fields, doesn't matter where you are, as long as your children, your child of the most high, uh, you have been subject to this cabal. We have all been victims of this, of this cabal and we are now finding our way to freedom through the truth. So it is very important that people find encouragement, encourage each other, trust each other to tell the truth. And I hope more people come forward because I'm not the only one that's noticed that something is wrong. Most of us have realized, especially the audience here, all of you, that something's kind of been wrong our whole lives. And it's time to speak up, folks, because there's no other way that we're going to achieve our true freedom. So I spent years years uh, in the uh, American education system, you know, which we know there's issues with all of that. But I spent years of my life uh, working in and uh, earning a law degree later. I worked in the legal field first before I was an attorney. And I uh, gave up a lot of my time, a lot of money. I'm still, you know, I still have student loans. I got into, you know, debt like everybody else. And I spent hours upon hours studying and sacrificing you know, at times my health and relationships to help victims of child abuse, of rape and murder and special victims, and truly just working for Jesus Christ and God. And later I helped, um, I worked in prisons and incarceration facilities to help give people who weren't pedophilia offenders um, to give them a second chance and and to help with um, rehabilitation to increase, to decrease recidivism rates. And since we all know that pedophiles, which are the crux and problem of this entire worldwide organization, can never be cured, and there's only really one cure for them, uh, that's what this movement is really about. And unfortunately, in in the area of special victims where I worked, and you know, my heart, my heart um, couldn't take it after, you know, 10, 10, 12 years, I, I tried to change professions. And here I am talking about it again. But Somebody has to do that job. And here we are still, all of us together have to expose these people. And that is what we are told in Ephesians 6.12 is that we must expose them. And that is the way to true freedom is to exposing the evil first. And then we can, we can find our way uh, into the, uh, from dark to light. So unfortunately, part of the darkness involves, you know, these terrible crimes against humanity which we've already talked about and covered in many episodes, and we're not going to go through in this episode. But always where there is a crime and a, uh, a 187, you know, a, a murder um, of, a, of a victim, there's always a body. 
and disposing of bodies isn't necessarily the easiest thing to do. And by the way, I'm speaking from uh, my experiences in working in the district attorney's office for a very long time. And uh, that's part of the conversation that we're going to have tonight. So I apologize in advance. If it is a little disturbing, there won't be any graphic details discussed because that's not my mission. My mission is to help bring us from dark to light and sharing what I have seen. So the rest of this program and all of these programs moving forward in You've Heard It Here First are, are my opinion and the opinion of maybe guests that I might be having in the future. Um, and my opinion is uh, based on information in my personal data bank. And uh, I do get information from a lot of very trusted sources. Um, I shouldn't say a lot. There's, there's a few a good handful or two of very trusted sources that I continue to work with to this day. And I do keep that, those sources private in the, um, in the interest of sec- in security and privacy, and in some cases, attorney-client relationships that um, survive the actual time I worked with the client. In addition to this, you will hear brave patriots, a truth-telling, fearless, undaunted patriots like Sergeant Mike Fanning, who has moved on from giving us LA non-confidential to now talking to us about the next revolution will not be televised. And part of what I have to say tonight is, yeah, some stuff is not going to be televised and some stuff is just not for public consumption. So we won't go there. So don't worry, white hats. (laughs) I will only share what I think is appropriate this evening and every evening for this is about finding our way to the truth and to our freedom. And as we've been told, the real truth would probably put 99% of people in the hospital. And therefore, it is uh, necessary to control some of that information. And uh, we only know what we're supposed to know. And the White Hats know what they're supposed to know. And we all play our roles here. But ultimately, I stand with Jesus Christ who told us the truth is the only way. So let's go into You Heard It Here First. So we know that DJT is still in charge. And we know that the military is in control. We also have been discussing on previous podcasts, hopefully you've been tuning in, that the U.S. troops were activated and deployed. So all this information has been discussed previously on A Fistful of Truth. If you're not familiar with it and you're asking questions, I suggest you go back and listen to previous episodes, uh, which you may have missed, at least start in 2022 with the beginning of January. Okay, so we also saw... I reported seeing uh, the uh, some military in, in San Francisco when I was up there, but also we saw articles clearly, uh, they're posted on the Telegram channel, and you can look for these yourself, about the National Guard uh, being in place um, under the guise of co- uh, COVID testing sites, that we are running out of COVID testing sites, and now we need the military's aid to do that. And we discussed really what that means is well, how do you, you know, how do you put the military in the public view? We've discussed all this. So we've already discussed the military being in control, the troops being activated and deployed. 
the National Guard being slowly put into place, the Marines actually having a presence uh, that's going to be slowly more visible. And we also know that operations are taking place in plain sight so as to not disturb everybody so we can go about our day. And, you know, just an aside, I've been talking about an outrageous number of Southwest airline traffic overhead in the Los Angeles skies. I'm talking every time you look up, there's a Southwest airline flying overhead. This isn't just me who's noticed this, you know, and I've lived in California my whole life. I've spent my life split between NorCal and SoCal, and I've been in SoCal for the latter parts of my life, uh, more so than before. And I've never seen this before. And technically, we're supposed to kind of not have as much, uh, you know, the economy is not doing too well right now, and there's not as much travel. Um, businesses are closing down. Uh, people aren't really spending a lot of, you know, money going out to vacations and so forth. And, you know, we've heard that the Actually, I know for a fact, I mean, we could all look this up and I used to work with uh, hospitality uh, clients where they've lost a lot of money, hotels, rental car agencies and airlines and means of transport to get from one place to another that used to be used for travel and enjoyment has rapidly decreased because of what's going on. So what's, what are all these Southwest airlines? Every time you look up in the sky, you see one. Well, believe it or not, under the Insurrection Act, and our favorite general, our wonderful patriotic general, General Flynn, just recently sent out a message about the Fifth Amendment, which has to do with eminent domain. We're not going to go into that in this tonight's episode because it's just too much to go into, but we will discuss it later. That eminent domain is basically when uh, the the government or the, yeah, the government has a right to come in and take uh, your property under certain circumstances, but has to give you uh, the correct compensation for your property. So that will be discussed in future episodes. But as far as the military being in control, if the military is in control right now, the subject of eminent domain can come up quite quickly at any time. And uh, we know that those who, as Maria Bernardes puts it, and I'm going to use this word here, um, because of all all of what's going on, all of the censorship going on, uh, as those who eat the poison apple, they're dropping like flies. Uh, we've got reports of morgues overflowing, is what I've been hearing from people uh, on the inside, and uh, there's an there's an overflow of of bodies. And look, I know this is not easy to discuss, but I'm not here to, you know, we've already gone through. Uh, the, the stuff that comes with this, you know, we've already discussed how to let go the detachment and a lot of people are already at the place of acceptance and we're walking in faith here, um, brothers and sisters, we're walking in faith. So we have to remember that everybody has a choice and we've already gone through all of Hosea and what happens when we reject knowledge. So now we're at the point where the wheat and the tares are separated and people who have eaten the poison apple are dropping like flies. We know from hospital staff, we know from doctors, we know from uh, morgues and people that I've been speaking with that there is an overflow of dead bodies in hospitals. There's not, the hospitals are empty, but there's, you know why? Because dead people aren't kept in the hospital, not for very long at least. And, and Anand bought up the other day something that I had learned back in my days where I had to work uh, with the coroner 
when I had to see, uh, you know, bodies and pictures of bodies of crime scenes where, you know, usually people are deceased and victims of crimes and bodies decay. Uh, the decay process is pretty quick. You have to, uh, keep a body cold and you have to, uh, you know, they use embalming and they do all sorts of things. So who knows where all the bodies are buried? 6.1% of about 8 billion people worldwide have eaten the poison apple. That is more than two thirds of the world's population. The future will prove the past. In the Bible, in Revelations, I'm turning my pages here because I made a lot of notes about this. Uh, in the Bible, we know in Revelation 6 that two-thirds of humanity is destroyed and uh, simply can't stand the new vibration. So as we learn the truth, the truth raises our vibration and lies keep our vibration down. Those that have taken this uh, poison apple, um, their vibration is kept down and they cannot stand the higher vibration. So their matrix is breaking down and um, people are breaking down and people are passing away. And truly, um, what happens to, to the bodies? We have to think uh, decomposition. We have to think refrigeration. We have to think uh, cold storage and we have to think um, transportation. So how do you transport dead bodies. And we saw this in uh, Cuomo's New York when the crisis first happened. There was trucks outside of hospitals. If you guys remember it, this was going around on social media. People were, were looking at it. I urge you to revisit my blog and read the articles called Cannibal Gate, The Invisible Enemy, and The Draco Gotta Eat Too. I urge you to do this and look through the blog for a lot of this information because I did archive it every day last year of 2021, including uh, this information here. So back to where are all the bodies going? How do you transport these bodies? Do you use motorcycles, bicycles, cars? Not enough. You use trucks. You use trucks. And where have we heard about trucks lately? Well, we've heard about truckers up in Ottawa, Canada. And we were told we were going to have a very cold winter. And it's been pretty cold lately. So is it possible that some of these trucks are being used by the military? Is it a coincidence that General Flynn was putting out a message about the Fifth Amendment in eminent domain? And why is it that every time we look at the phrase on the board, where all the, who knows where all the bodies are buried, that every time we see that phrase, we also see General Flynn's name right afterwards. Go to the board and take a look for yourself. Who knows where all the bodies are buried? If indeed, and I believe this is true, I believe that the White Hats know what they're doing. I also believe that they have access to uh, futuristic technology, whether it's, you know, data-based, which it is, everything's data-based, um, predict predictive future technology, whatever you want to call it. You want to call it looking glass? Great. You want to call it some other name? I'm sure there's more stuff that we don't know about that we, we can't know about as civilians. 
but I know that they have predictive technology that can predict outcomes. This has been going on for a very long time, folks. So what if you were in charge and you had to look at the possibilities and, and for example, a war game, if you've ever done wargaming um, for business strategy, which I was very lucky to do in my, my business years, it's just take, it's just like a real wargaming and you can look this up on your own. I'm not going to go into what wargaming is, but you have to predict all the possibilities and you have to look at all the, the future outcomes of a situation. So if you were to have a pandemic or a pandemic, and even if you weren't, even if you were to have a real virus, even if there was a real threat, you would have to, as someone in charge, plan for the worst, hope for the best and pray for the best. However, you would have to plan for the worst, which would be what would happen if you had a bunch of dead people? What would happen if, you know, let's take a look at the bubonic plague or the flu of, you know, the early 1900s and we could keep going and going on all this um, polio, for example. I mean, things that have taken out large numbers of people over time, cabal induced or not, it happened. You have to plan for a place to put the bodies. This is a hard reality to face. With two-thirds of the world plus, we're talking billions of people, folks, having taken the poison apple, you have to plan for the absolute worst. So who knows where all the bodies are going? Is it a coincidence that we have all these truckers? Perhaps they're truckers under a military control that are commingled with real truckers with a real event. Everything is a distraction. And how do you keep, uh, how do you keep them cold? You use reefers, you use refrigerated trucks. They're called reefers. And while everybody's focused on Antarctica, what is Canada closer to? Think the North Pole. Think Admiral Byrd. What did Admiral Byrd see when he went over the North Pole? Where would you store all of these bodies? And why are people not being led into hospitals to see their loved ones upon even their passing? Just someone the other day was, was writing me uh, about what's going on. And I've seen people who've lost grandparents, parents, and relatives and friends, and they weren't allowed to go to the funeral. They had to have a virtual funeral. They didn't even know where the body went. And I know these are difficult things to discuss, but no more difficult than finding dead children that were raped and sodomized in ditches or backyards or dumpsters or even their beds when I was working as a young girl in the district attorney's office. So dark to light, folks, we have to think about these things. Is it possible that there is a different type of living presence on earth? Or perhaps there is a group of people that have been hybridized through genetic experiments. I have heard that this has actually been going on for years. And I've heard this from personal experience. I haven't heard this off of watching a video online. And I haven't heard this from a friend or a foe. I've actually had personal attorney client experience with those who knew and saw what was going on. So where are uh, the most deaths is something you should look at. What countries are the most deaths? I believe that's the countries that there's been the most hybridization that has occurred with alien races. And I believe all countries that POTUS met with in the very beginning have 
and are cooperating. All of those countries, I think he met with over 200 leaders worldwide when he first took office in 2016, who wanted freedom from this hybridized cabal. And I believe all of those countries, and I don't know who they are. I have, I have a good guess. I believe Putin's one of them cooperating with POTUS. And I believe he's, uh, also, there's some people that we don't know. Like, I believe that Modi is one of them cooperating with POTUS to get rid of this very uh, complicated, but very simply evil, uh, hybridized race of beings that are here and their masters that they serve that aren't hybridized and probably a little bit more difficult to look at um, as a human race, since we are not used to looking at such creatures. So... We know that Canada has the Finger Lakes and who had the Finger Lakes tattoo on their back. We know that trafficking is huge. Uh, some of us know that um, these leaders like Trudeau have already been dealt with. So this is a show. And don't forget, we started off this conversation with POTUS, who's still in charge. And do you remember how POTUS was talking about buying Greenland at some point? Well, what country is Greenland close to? Again, while everybody's focused on Antarctica, think opposite. Think mirror. Think the North Pole. And I will leave you with that because there's a lot more to the North Pole. Maybe I will write a, a blog article about it soon. I know I'll cover it at some point. But Admiral Byrd is going to have a lot to do with this truth movement that we're uh, embarking upon because we are really still at the tip of the iceberg. So that's a lot to think about. And the discussion will be continued in the Telegram group. So I will be reopening that. I know there are um, some rules that we've set there, so you can check that out. And so thank you for tuning in to You Heard It Here First. And pay attention to who's going to repackage, rebrand, and try to regurgitate this information. God bless you all and stay tuned for the next announcements. Thank you for tuning in to this first episode of You Heard It Here First on A Fistful of Truth. I urge you to remember kindly to enter your email address on the blog at delaraessengill.blog, where if the censorship continues and things get kind of crazy, the only way you're going to be able to find me and stay in touch and locate all of this content, including everything that's been put up on this podcast I've archived, and I will be reposting it because nothing is going to stop what is coming and nothing is going to stop me, Delara Essengill, from walking with and delivering a fistful of truth. So having said that, there's a couple of things that I didn't include in the main part of this podcast, but I am going to include them here in our closing. And before I say that, before I go into these few things, I want to uh, urge you to tune in tomorrow night to SNR, Saturday Night Rant, with uh, one of my favorite people, the lovely Maria Bernardis, another truth speaker, truth teller, fearless patriot, and child of the Almighty Father God, who walks with Christ. She will be ranting with me because, my goodness, there is more than a mouthful to rant about lately. So please do tune in tomorrow evening. And uh, here we go. Here's some, other, here's, here's some other stuff where you heard it here first. If you've been to the Q board, and I use uh, QAnon.pub, 
you can see that there is 4,953 posts. 4953. You heard it here first. Now let's go to Luke. Luke 12. 4953. 4953 in the Gospel of Luke. Luke 12, 4953. Reads, peace, not peace, but division. Not peace, but division. What does it say? I have come to bring fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, and what constraint I am under until it is completed. Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided. Father against son, and son against father. Mother against daughter, and daughter against mother. Mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Coincidence? Here's the next, uh, here's the next thing I'm going to leave you guys with. There are some other amazing Q uh, stuff <laughs> posts that I have come up with some theories and I've noticed some things that I hadn't noticed before. I'm not going to go into them here on this episode, but you can tune in next week to You Heard It Here First, and we will go over uh, some of those posts. However, today, since we discussed a bunch of things about, uh, you know, very uncomfortable things, but true things and the truth shall set us free. I have been talking with a friend of mine who's an admin in the, uh, in the group and he is, uh, avidly engaged in uh, reading revelations and revelation six is where I'm going to leave us off with tonight. And here is a, a quote from revelation. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but revelation six Um, from the Bible is the four horsemen. And I'm going to read to you from Revelation 6, uh, 9 through 11. So 9, 11, and it's called the day is coming. And I'm going to leave you with that. When the lamb opens the fifth seal, I saw under the altar, the souls of those who had been killed because of the word of God, and because of the witness which they had borne. They shouted at the tops of their voices, Holy and true master, they called. How much longer are you going to put off giving judgment and avenging our blood on the earth dwellers? Each of them was given a white robe, and they were told to rest for a little while yet, until the full number of those to be killed as they had been was reached, including both their fellow servants and their kinsfolk. Where they go one, they go all.